Welcome to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast, where every two weeks we explore all the aspects of the weight loss surgery journey. We'll hear from a range of experts, including bariatric surgeons, psychologists, patients, and dietitians, sharing up-to-date, informative advice to help fast-track your long-term weight loss success. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast. I'm Jackie Lewis, Clinical Nutritionist for BN Multi, and today I'm here with Amber Kay. Welcome, Amber. Thank you, Jackie. Lovely to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming along. So I'll just tell the audience a little bit about you first, and then we'll go on to continue to discuss your great programs and the specialist area you're working in. So you're the co-author of the Get Back on Track After Weight Loss Surgery book and co-founder of the Fresh Start program, which has been running since... 2010. It assists weight loss patients in creating and sustaining their new healthy lifestyle and mindset to support the weight loss surgery journey. And Amber, you're a qualified mindset coach and mm-hmm. you've got 20 over 20 years of experience. Yep, that's right. On top of that, you have an <laughs> honours degree in psychology. Yeah. And uh, you're also part of the associate member of the ANSMOS, Australian and New Zealand Metabolic and Obesity Society. Yeah. So that's quite a resume you have there. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah, it's been a really interesting journey to get where we are, where we are now. So I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit yeah. about sort of what we do and how we got here for, for sure. Absolutely. And that's my first question. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what led you to where you are today. Basically, after I did my psych degree, I was really interested about human motivation and why people do what they do and how to kind of get the best from people. So I actually went into human resources. Resources and I was a human resources manager for a global investment bank for about 12 years. And although I loved what I did for a lot of the time, I didn't feel like I was adding enough value and helping people, I guess, create the lives they wanted. So I moved into coaching and became a mindset coach. Now on the side of this, my husband, Alex, he left a career in law and started a personal training business and became a wellness coach as well. And so back in 2010, Alex and I were collaborating on lifestyle coaching programs for his personal training clients. And one of those clients was a bariatric surgeon in Sydney, Dr. David Martin. And he approached us and said, could you put something like this, this kind of wellness coaching program together for my patients, my weight loss surgery patients? Because what he was seeing was that quite a lot of his patients were struggling to bridge the gap between what they knew and what they were actually doing in terms of following through on their really great intentions after their surgery. They were getting in their own way or they were noticing old habits creeping back in. They weren't necessarily able to follow through on creating the healthy lifestyle that was going to best support their surgery. And so this was a completely new area for us. So back in 2010, we Mm -hmm. put together a 12-week program and basically over the years, based on, you know, what we've learned from working in this area, what we've learned from our clients. It's now the Fresh Start program, which is a two-year support program for people who've had weight loss surgery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's a two-year program. And what is the essence of the Fresh Start program? What are the key elements of that for a patient? So basically our aim is to, and our mission, if you like, is to equip and support weight loss surgery patients with the mindset and lifestyle tools that they need to be able to live the, the happier, the healthier life that they intend to and to fill that gap between knowing and doing because mm. generally what we find is you know weight loss surgery patients they have information they they know that you know good nutrition is important they know that movement is important and yet following through on that and sustaining it that's the piece that off 
often kind of presents a struggle or there's interference in there. And what we found over time is that we thought originally it was, you know, movement's important, nutrition's important and mindset's important. And we kind of were addressing them and giving them equal weighting. And what we found over the years is that the mindset piece is the most important piece because it's the mindset piece that determines the link between the knowing and the doing. So that's where we focus most of our attention. It's about getting our clients, so weight loss surgery patients, to understand how their mind works, to understand and uncover what's getting in the way. You know, is it beliefs around their self-worth? Is it beliefs around who they think they are and what, what is possible for them? Is it their associations with movement or nutrition? Is it what strategies they use, for example, to manage stress and how they use food and how they see food and so on? So all of these aspects in terms of mindset and especially in terms of what's going on unconsciously as opposed to consciously Mm, what are those automatic patterns of behavior and patterns of thinking that are driving them to do the things that they're doing and the things that they're thinking that are getting them results especially where there's results that they don't actually want Mm, correct and so it's accessing those associations and belief systems and all the Mm. things we're fed when we're growing up around Mm. food and our relationship with who we are and what we eat and accessing that to a certain extent to bring about change. Absolutely. So accessing it, becoming aware of it, Mm. and then identifying, okay, what needs to change in order to move myself forward? What What do I need to let go of? What do I need to take on so that I can get to where I want to go and keep going and stay on track and sustain it when I get there? Because it's you know, we're going to talk about getting back on track and staying on track. And it's, it is a constant application Mm. of principles, if you like. So coaching principles, for example, but it's also about having those tools in your toolbox so that Mm. whenever you need them, you go, okay, I can, I, I know what's happening here. I know, I know what I need to do differently. Let me figure out what's getting in the way and let me make those changes. So really our aim is to, I guess, make ourselves redundant, if you like, Mm. in terms of empowering our clients to be able to create the life and the health that they want, that they desire, that they deserve and do that for themselves. Absolutely. And I guess that independence is the key. Mm. I hear what I'm hearing in what you're saying is that it should we be relying on willpower or is it deeper than that? It's actually deeper than that because willpower is willpower doesn't tend to last so people often give themselves a hard time in terms of thinking oh, i'm not disciplined enough and i'm i don't have enough willpower and actually we need willpower when we are pushing ourselves towards something and there's kind of two forces of motivation, if you like, there's push and there's pull. And when we have to push ourselves towards something, towards a goal, for example, that takes effort, that takes energy, that takes mm. effort. That's where the willpower comes in. And willpower doesn't last. And when we're trying to push ourselves, it's usually because there's some sort of negative association unconsciously or some pain attached to the goal or the thing that we're trying to get to. And that could be you know, the work that is we think is required to get there. It could be what we think life will be 
like if we achieve that goal or who we have to become to achieve that goal. And there can be all sorts of reasons behind that. So for example, hmm. if I, you know, if I have an identity of, well, I'm, I'm the one in my family with a, a weight problem. And then if I did achieve my goal, well, then I wouldn't have that problem anymore. Unconsciously, there may be a part of me that goes, well, then who am I in my family? What role do I have in my family? Will I still be loved? Will I still be needed and wanted? And so unconsciously, I might sabotage myself because I'm actually going to prefer to be struggling with my weight and holding on to that identity rather than achieving that goal because there's pain attached to it. So there's all sorts of reasons why we might self-sabotage. That's just like one example. But then that's because we're going to push ourselves. So what we really want to do is create a scenario where we feel pulled towards a goal. And the the way we do that is by getting clear on it and getting excited about it because then we're not relying on willpower. There's more of a kind of magnetic effect, if you like. That's really interesting. And I think willpower is great when life's going well. Yes, absolutely. Anything comes into the mix and you've got to maintain, you know, willpower on top of eight mm-hmm. other different things that are happening in life. So yeah, if you can get to the point where it's more of a conditioned response or a Mm-hmm. natural response to you know moving yourself towards that healthy goal it's yeah. um, certainly going to make it a lot less I mean the work is not easy when you're looking at yourself for the first time perhaps but I mm. think once you've done that and you clear the way mm. it can actually flow quite beautifully do you notice that in your patient yeah absolutely like the realizations that we see and hear in our clients when they realize that if you like the only thing standing in their way is them and once they realize that they don't have to wait or wish or hope for things to change external to them that they actually have the power to choose their response and take responsibility for what is what they are experiencing and own that and then also get clear on what they want get clear on why they want it then that does become so much not effortless but easier Mm. it's always going to take work and that's the thing there's no kind of easy steps it's still going to require work however the work becomes a lot more flowing because there's a lot more alignment between what I want where I'm going and how I'm get, getting there correct that makes and sense. there's a sure path on the way forward a lot of the time and I mm-hmm. think that's part of it is I see a lot of patients getting lost along the way with I need to count my calories I need to do this I need to do more exercise I've got all these needs to do but not necessarily that methodology of yep. you know how do I hatch this plan it's yep. fantastic it sounds like a real gem to come across and so is the fresh start program is it based on other modalities what sort of different underpinnings does it have so it's mainly based on coaching modalities and and by coaching what how we see coaching is that we're assisting our clients to make the changes that are most meaningful to them. So it's not about us saying, Hey, you need to do this and do this. It's really about going, okay, let's, let's look together at what's going on for you, what's working, what's not working, and then helping them find their answers that are going to fit in their circumstances and within their capabilities and what their resources are. And then really guiding them through and past any blocks or obstacles that are keeping them stuck or moving them in the opposite direction. And then we've got things like appreciative inquiry, which is really where we focus on the positive. We focus on the strengths of the person and, and how to harness those strengths rather than necessarily focusing on you know what you might call weaknesses and then things like positive psychology which is really about 
helping people to thrive, building their self-esteem, helping them to become happier, healthier, and then also motivational interviewing. So helping our clients explore what's going on for them and, and overcome any either ambivalence or fear around change or any sort of, I guess, motivational obstacles that are occurring for them. Wow. And I do hear that and I have experienced that during my own self-exploration, I suppose, is that sometimes we're not used to success. So having this problem somehow can serve our belief system around our success. Mm. And I think even when you can see when people start to succeed, sometimes that's when these underlying beliefs will pop up and actually kind of sabotage that to keep you back in that, no, you're not one who does succeed or I'm not comfortable with success. So I think there's, whilst there's a dealing with the issue of how we get to this state where we're, our health is at risk, our weight is unmanaged but what do we do and how will we cope with things when it's a success yeah absolutely uh, and I think that's something that is something is definitely worth looking at absolutely you know if we think about this idea of getting back on track which is a really common challenge after weight loss surgery most people start with the the doing they think they need to start you know moving more or refocusing on their nutrition and those are absolutely those positive actions however the power to create permanent change actually starts by firstly getting clear on what they want to achieve and why, and I can talk about that in more detail, but also letting go of any limiting beliefs and ideas identities that keep them repeating past behaviors. So for example, the strongest force in the human psyche is our need to be consistent with how we've chosen to define ourselves. So going back to what you're saying, if I've got an identity around, well, I'm lazy or I'm a yo-yo dieter or something, then I will take the actions that are consistent with that kind of identity because I need to prove myself right. And so, you know, as I said, if, I, if I'm the one with the weight problem in my family, I have to make, keep on making sure that I hold on to that because that's who I believe I am. So to create change, we need to first get clear on what results we want and who we need to be in order to get those results and make sure that our self-talk and our self-beliefs are in alignment with that. Now, if I have a belief that you know, for example, say trauma or abuse can often be a a source of overweight or excess weight for people. And if I have a belief that, okay, well, slimmer people get more attention, then unconsciously, if I have a fear of, well, I don't want more attention and I'm actually safer the other way, then I will sabotage myself. Or if I succeed, then then I have to maintain those results and that's going to take lots of work and I may not be successful at maintaining it. And to, so to avoid the pain of experiencing, you know, in quotation marks, failure, I might deliberately fail simply by not taking the actions because then I don't risk experiencing failure and also proving myself right because I don't want to experience that pain if you like so absolutely it's, it's all you know these these unconscious drivers this is you know our unconscious mind which is 90 to 97% of what's going on for us that determining our actions and our decisions and our thoughts and our feelings and it's just incredible and I think these also these um, parts of ourselves that hold these beliefs mm. are also they have a protective role Absolutely. taken on. So it's working with what that role, what the purpose of that mm-hmm. role was mm-hmm. and maybe reassigning that protective mechanism to allow this change to take place. Absolutely. You're so right. You know, often people say, oh, you know, the gremlins in my mind and so on. <laughs> However, those 
that inner voice and those instincts to protect ourselves, they're actually loving instincts. It's a mm. part of ourself. It's our unconscious mind. It's our part. It's our sort of inner core that's trying to keep ourselves safe because we've told it that we're not safe if certain things happen or we've had experiences and made some decisions consciously or unconsciously. And once we uncover or shine a light on them and go, okay, well, hang on, what's the positive intention of this behavior? Oh, okay. Well, it's to keep myself safe. And, and what would be the positive intention of that? Oh, well, it's to make sure that I'm happy. And what's the positive intention of that? Oh, well, it's so that I can be peaceful and calm. And you can kind of explore up and up and up. Mm. And then when we realize actually this behavior that is causing me to be stuck or to be challenged or to, to keep experiencing results I don't want, its intention is really beautiful. Its intention is really, really pure and loving. Mm. And so would it be okay now that we know its intention to just bring the behavior back in alignment, if you like, with the actual intention, which is to help me experience calm or happiness or freedom or whatever it is. So you're spot on. Like when, you know, people say, oh, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. And it's actually, you're always being your own best friend, if you like, in the sense that even those parts of us that can maybe be very critical and unkind, that part is simply trying to keep us safe, for example, safe from being hurt, safe mm. from being rejected, safe from experiencing the pain of failure, whatever it is. And so once we can have gratitude, if you like, for that part, then change can happen because that part doesn't have to work so hard anymore because it knows you're yes. going to take care of it. <laughs> exactly. And I guess, yep. yeah, it's a lot about that is allowing too, isn't it? Accessing, working through that and then allowing mm. these changes to take place. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm going to kind of bring that into alignment with the back on this program that you're running mm. and what, what, what leads a patient to you? What are the most common issues you see when it comes to staying on track? Mm-hmm. So one of the things in so one of the things that we do in our fresh start program which is the whole 2 year support program is we have a one-on-one support session with with clients usually sort of in the first six to 12 months after their surgery. And there's a purpose to that session. But one of the things that we are curious about in that session is exploring, okay, what's their most common challenge? Over time, you know, the results of several thousand clients show consistently that it's the mindset elements that people are struggling most with. And the number one is emotional, mindless or comfort eating. And then lack of motivation, then stress, then lack of time to exercise, which often comes from not being able to make yourself a priority or low self-esteem and then poor self-image. So with regards to people coming to the program, Fresh Start, the full Fresh Start program is where we partner with surgeons and the program is part of a patient's surgical package. And then we've got the Get Back on Track program because that's one part of the Fresh Start program and also a standalone product. So in there, there's lots of different resources for the many different struggles and challenges people can face after weight loss surgery. And it's really that, first of all, getting them aware of how their mind works and, and what's going on, how are they getting in their own way. And the common thread, I guess, is... Well, the common starting point when someone is off track is that their focus tends to be more on what they don't want instead of what they do want. So for example, yes. they don't want to be overweight anymore, or they don't want to feel ill, or they don't want to keep yo-yoing with their weight. And this creates a problem because 
the unconscious mind cannot process a negative. So if I'm focused on, I don't want to be overweight anymore. You know, if I say, don't think of a blue chicken, you have mm. to think of a blue chicken before you can not think of a blue chicken. So if I say, I don't want to be overweight anymore, my unconscious mind hears, I want to be overweight. Yes. And so my unconscious mind is beautifully designed to deliver with actions yes. and thoughts and decisions what I've asked it for. Some people's unconscious minds are incredibly quick too. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yes. yeah, it all comes back to language and self-talk. And I Absolutely. do a lot of the time I'm, I don't want this and I don't want that. Mm. So what do you want? Yes, absolutely. Quite that's succinct. an important question. It's like a big brother that's always listening, you know, and delivering because they're at your beck and call, yeah. you know, help you, happy to serve, but you need to give the right food and the right thoughts as well. Absolutely. That's the thing. We can use the power of our mind to, for good and not, you know, evil, mm. if you like, you know, what we, what we focus on is what we get. That's why, you know, if I'm thinking of a certain car or a certain gadget or a song, that's why I suddenly start seeing that car or hearing that song or seeing that gadget everywhere because our yeah. my mind and our minds are designed to filter out of our awareness what we don't need to be aware of and filter into our awareness what we've told it is important yeah correct and so, that's fascinating as far as belief systems and recurring thoughts yes with the like the weight loss surgery journey do you mm -hmm. see this almost the sabotage or the falling off track do you mm -hmm. find that happens at a certain time or is it different for everybody I'd say it's, first of all, it's not guaranteed that that will ever happen. You know, mm. that's something that people can do as well. If they hear of someone or they see someone who has struggled or has come off track, there can be a assumption or an unconscious decision of, okay, well, that's inevitable for me. And mm. so, of course it is because our beliefs become self-fulfilling prophecies. However, if we were to see someone starting to struggle, I would say it usually happens around sort of that 12 to 18 months sort of area. Things are generally kind of easier in that first six to 12 months. The weight loss tends to be more effortless initially. And it's when the weight loss slows down, that's when we tend to see maybe old habits creep in again, especially if those lifestyle and mindset changes haven't been made early on. So it's, it's almost like the, you know, the foot on the pedal of the surgery is eased and then we start to see okay well what's underneath what's kind of what's what else is going on while this tool that's been working really really well and really really hard is now maybe not working quite yes. so hard it's still there it's still useful it's still going to make a difference however I need to actually work with it even more so yes. that's really where we start to see it and where we see people going oh I'm starting to notice that I'm I'm snacking or mm. I'm my motivation motivation is gone and I'm, I'm just not, I'm not making my, myself a priority. I'm not, I'm not going for my walks or, you know, I'm finding life really stressful and I'm not sleeping and, and so on. So there's all sorts of things that can happen. Um, and it's, it's that lifestyle piece that impacts sort of, and, and influences 
the extent to which that tool can do its work, if you like. Yes. And I see perhaps the extrinsic motivation of the feedback that, um, you know, fast weight loss, people are talking about it, people are commenting, noticing, Mm. you know, you're looking well, you get Mm. all that kind of everywhere you go, you get that feedback. And I think once that slows or starts to fade, Mm. then it's up to self-motivation. And that's when we see you have to be self-reliant to keep that motivation going and those deep underlying understandings of ourselves could be then in the way of that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if someone is holding on to an old identity. So, you know, they may have an intention of of achieving a particular goal, whether it's a size or a weight or an outfit or an experience, and they might achieve it. However, if there's still an identity as in I'm overweight or I'm an I'm an emotional eater or I'm I'm the biggest one in the family or whatever it yes. is, if they haven't let go of that identity, then they're going to have to be dragged back to the kind of results that that person gets. So it's really, really important to go, okay, what do I want to create for myself? Why do I want it? And then what kind of person gets those results? What kind of beliefs does that person have? Because that person believes that she makes nutritious choices all the time. Mm. That person finds making herself or himself a priority really easy. That person believes that they are vital and energetic and active and confident. Okay. So it's first about figuring out what's my desired destination. Yeah. And what does it look like? And what does it look like? What does it feel like? What, Mm. what, do I need to take on and what do I need to let go of? You know, the analogy that we use is you've got to be clear on what your destination is in order to get there. So, you know, if we get in our car, we generally have a destination in mind. And because we have a destination in mind, we can aim towards that destination and we know when we're off track and we can plan our journey, if you like. Yeah, correct. If I get in my car and I don't really have a destination in mind, well, yeah, I might end up somewhere really, really wonderful. And I might end up somewhere that I don't particularly want to be. And that's what happens in life. You know, if we don't get deliberate and get clear and specific about, okay, what do I want? Where do I want to go? And what identities, what beliefs do I need to take on Mm. in order to achieve that and maintain it? And that's where the fake it till you make it, you know, Um, taking on these new ways of being that feel so comfortable in a lot of ways, different ways of doing things and different Mm. choices Mm. and just keep, you know, reminding yourself that that's going to lead you to where you're headed. I did hear of a woman who just took on the belief or the mantra almost of what would a healthy person do? So she she was always making choices from what would a healthy person do? Absolutely. Would a healthy person catch the bus or would they walk two blocks? What would a healthy person do? Mm -hmm. And it was, she lost about 40 kilograms just by running the choice of what would a healthy person do here and changed her health around and, you know, really started to head towards that goal because she's asking that question of what do people who have what I want, what do Mm. they do? And um, it's so powerful. Our mind is so incredible. So powerful. And, you know, we can change the programming. It takes some planning and some effort. And, you know, for her to ask herself that question, absolutely. What does a healthy person do? And then what she's doing is actually taking actions 
that a healthy person would do. So she's actually reinforcing to herself, well, then I must be a healthy person because I'm doing those actions. And then it's a bit of a loop. It's like, I'm taking the action, so I must be a healthy person. Therefore, I must take these actions. Mm. And then the unconscious starts to believe that. Absolutely. And then, you know, that's why affirmations Mm. can be so powerful because you can use them to interrupt the old stories and the old beliefs and also reprogram. So, you know, we might have a little voice in our head that goes, you know, if, I, if I'm saying I'm slim and, and healthy and there's a little voice that says, well, no, you're not, not mm. yet. So you can change that and go, I am becoming. Every day I'm becoming healthier and happier. Or every day I'm making myself a priority more and more. Every day I'm becoming a more energetic version of me, you know, and talk in terms of what you're becoming and what you're mm. moving towards. Those affirmations can really just start to shift that mental programming and interrupt Mm. you know if we think about scratching the record for those of us that are old enough to know about records (laughs) scratching the cd still people (laughs) (laughs) we've got to move quickly to just interrupt those old mental neural pathways that are really really automatic absolutely also i hear i can't and i always Mm. think i'm working on that or i'm Mm. getting better at that Mm. i think there's real power in our language and if we listen or maybe even write down the thoughts we have, you can see where they become roadblocks. Absolutely. Our language is so powerful. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, even if we just put in the little word yet, I'm not there yet. Yeah, and that, and that then creates possibility rather than stopping us in our tracks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you feel there's enough emphasis placed on retraining our beliefs and our relationship with food rather than the hope that having more willpower will be the answer? Uh, look, not generally, which is why our program has evolved as it has, because there's actually very few people offering what we offer. And as I mentioned, we started off ourselves thinking that nutrition and movement and mindset were all equally important. And this mindset piece is the key in terms of what what we've discovered and what we've seen. And so we really want to support people to realize the power that they're looking for is already there. It's between their ears. And the more they engage with changing their mindset and gaining tools that enable them to manage their mindset and harness the power of their mindset and and realign their beliefs and their identities and and their values, for example, towards health, towards vitality, towards whatever they want for themselves, then that's how they're going to create the change and also help it last for themselves. Mm. And I guess when you're making these changes to the way you associate with yourself, Mm. I dare say these benefits would not just be health-related. Would they not be life-changing in certain other areas as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, really with any coaching principles – you could apply anything that we share on whether it's the Fresh Start program or the Get Back on Track program to any area of life because they are really about harnessing your own personal power. And you're absolutely right. You know, our health is the foundation for everything. When, when our, health is in, our health is improved or our health is optimal, everything else in life flows easier, feels easier. We're more able to cope. We're more, we tend to make better choices in our, in our actions, in our decisions, in our um, relationships, in our finances, you know, in our careers and so on. And every positive change has a ripple with our health. You know, it's going to impact how we perform at work. It's going to mm-hmm. impact our level of patience with 
our children. It's going to impact how much time we give to ourselves. Therefore, we're even more able to give to others, for example. So it's uh, absolutely, it, it's very far reaching. It's, it's, it's about healthier and happier lives rather than weight loss yeah yeah it's a big picture view then Mm. i think which is whilst you're just working on one segment it seems the rest will you know also blossom once those Mm. are taken away and so what do you see could be done better to prevent the need for this regaining control as time goes on or getting back on track as time goes on look ideally we and we always encourage our clients to make lifestyle changes early as early as possible make mindset changes as early as possible at first you know in that first 12 months when you don't have to think too much about food for example or eating big apart from relearning what does my body tolerate what can i eat and and so on i'm not saying that period is easy there's a lot of learning and relearning that goes on however while that tool whatever procedure you've had is doing its kind of maximum ideally we want to be making the lifestyle and mindset changes early and not waiting until problems arise before taking action and not also putting our health on hold you know what we often hear is well okay i'll focus on my health when you know covid is over i'll focus on my health when my kids um my kids exams have finished i'll focus on my health when i've done when i've met this deadline however if we focus on our health on an ongoing basis then that makes us even more able to to thrive mm. with the kids' exams and the deadlines and coronavirus and so on. So, you know, not waiting to make our health a priority. Um, there's good. also the aspect in terms of it's never too late as well. You know, it's never too late. If it hasn't happened in the first 12 months, that's totally okay. It's never too late. One of the things that we talk about is feedback, not failure. And that's what that is about is letting go of this idea that failure is even possible. We don't talk about failure. We just simply talk about results. You know, we get results from the actions that we take and we might love some of those results. We might not love some of those results. And so then it becomes about giving ourselves the freedom to say, okay, with these results, what information am I getting? What's working? What's not working? What might I need to do differently? What are the gaps? Who do I need to talk to? What can I learn here? So, you know, we, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We, we don't, tick the box every single time and rather than seeing those moments when we do mess up or make a poor choice or or get it wrong or don't follow through on something that we said we would do you know in terms of going for a walk or prepping our meals or something on a Sunday is actually rather than seeing that as a firstly evidence that C, this is never going to work. I'm, I do this every time. Mm. Or B, see it as, okay, well, that was a bad morning or a bad day. So this whole week is written off. Simply see it as feedback. It's information. Okay, so I didn't follow through then. What got yeah. in the way? That's you know. What can I do differently next time? Okay, because those mistakes and those periods, if you like, where we're not looking after ourselves, for example, they're actually full of really valuable information. They're full of gold because when we start again and restart, we've now got way more information than we had last time when we started. Mm. So there's a gift there. Yeah, looking at when this happens, I've done this in the past and how would I do that differently to head towards my goal Mm, rather than it's Tuesday and I've eaten chocolate so I'll wait till Monday because I've blown this whole week. So it gives that reset opportunity on a more regular basis rather than the defeat 
and uh, throwing the toys out of the pram, so to speak. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And also not attaching our self-worth to the outcome of something. Mm. You know, we can kind of get wrapped up in the, if I, if I don't succeed at this, whether it's, you know, if I don't succeed at doing three walks this week, or if I don't succeed at achieving this goal, you know, whether it's small, big steps or little steps, that means something about me. That means I'm not enough. That means that I'm going to forever be overweight. That means I'm failure, whatever it we can make it mean. If we attach a meaning to an outcome which determines who we are and what we're worth, then we're naturally going to kind of move away from following through on that action because we're not going to want to risk discovering that we're actually not enough because that's one of those core human fears that pretty much all of us have at some level. And so we'll not even risk taking the action because we don't want to discover that that's true. So it's really worth being aware if you're making it mean or if your listeners are making something mean something about them Mm. rather than oh look if if I don't go for my three walks then that will be really interesting because that will give me some information about when you know maybe three walks was too ambitious this week or maybe they haven't the timing doesn't work with this particular week's requirement or maybe um, I I let the weather put me off or whatever it is it's simply information simply feedback it means nothing about us at all, and unless say, we make it mean something about Yeah, that's right. I was going to say we're humans are the greatest meaning-making machines yes. there are. Yes. So whatever happens, so true. we're always looking for the meaning. Absolutely. Um, when it's just information that we can work with rather than set us up, fail, or, you know, put in place that stops us in our tracks. Yeah. Absolutely. So I wonder if you've got something when you think of your work to date, is there mm. one story or one certain case that you've seen that stands out in your mind? You're going to make me think one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can I pick three? Yeah, you can meld them all together into one amazing story. <laughs> yeah, it would be too hard to pick one. I mean, there's so many stories and my favorites are always the ones where there's this physical transformation that lights the person up. You know, it's mm. not about they've achieved a certain standard. It's they have lit themselves up and also the kind of mental transformation. So for example, one lady we had a few years ago, Tracy, you know, we did the the, the support session visualization and she visualized who, who she wanted to be or how she wanted her life and vitality to be. And she saw herself in running gear and that gave her a huge shock. <laughs> and, uh, and she ended up taking up running and then she became, an, you know, small steps, literally, you know, 50 meters to little jogs, to half marathons, to marathons, to two years ago, she ran across Scotland. Wow. So like just complete transformations. We've got Isaac who he, he has let go of 120 kilos. He went from, you know, not being able to worrying about chairs and whether he would be able to get out of a chair if he got into a chair and things like that. And now he's this really strong, healthy kind of power lifter. And he just transformed his life and it's not just those sort of you know people who discover fitness and health and so on you know I think um Alison so Alison she went from having really low self-esteem and loads of health issues she had the surgery she took on you know all the tools and and really kind of embraced it and engaged with it and so much so that you know she went for her dream job and she never would have done that before her surgery and she got it and you know she created this whole new life for herself that was full of you know vitality 
vitality and energy and enthusiasm and happiness and fulfillment. And, you know, those stories are what really kind of drive yeah. us and light us up. Because and that's really, not just weight loss, is it? No, it's not at all. It's just a whole other light going on somewhere that really yeah. know, shines over every area. It sounds Absolutely. to me like you wouldn't have to wait to be off track to use your program. It's something no. think, you know, don't wait for the wheels to fall off and look for something to save you and change you then mm. why why not start early like you say absolutely if, if i mean these are our listeners are sorry yeah to get back on track or to mm. start something working on their mindset mm. what can they expect from the program so jackie you, you know you're spot on we we say it's a get back on track program it's also a stay on track program yeah. it's it's the principles that we use daily to stay on track in our lives and in our health and and you to you can use them to stay on track or get back on track so the the get back on track program for example, what we've done there is we've kind of taken our kind of key pieces. So it's a comprehensive insight into themselves, how their mind works and how also they've been possibly or probably setting themselves up to knock themselves off course and how to turn it around because you know as we say it's not about eating less or better it's not about moving more usually if they're off track it's about your current mental programming why we do what we do and why staying on track hasn't worked up to now Mm. because so much of our behavior as we've said it's carried out automatically at that unconscious level we're on autopilot and so in the program we look at how to change these automatic behaviors and we use videos reflection activities hypnosis and visualization audios to assist with reprogramming the unconscious mind. So simple and powerful strategies that can be applied really, really immediately Mm. to actually start reaping benefits and changes quite quickly. Yeah, that was my next question was, Mm. you know, one month, two months, three months down the track, you Mm. know, accessing those bit by bit. Do you see some really differences in the way people change some faster than others? Yes, in terms of it depends what people do with the information. And this is another piece is that it's information until we actually apply it. So some people will take it on board and kind of ponder it and mull it over and 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 maybe apply some of it. Some people apply all of it all at once and there's no right way of doing it. It's it's and that's the thing. It's it's really whatever works for you, whatever fits for you. And because different things are going to make sense mm. at different times and at, in different ways and you know, you can revisit the content every month and get a different kind of understanding or a different way to apply it. So, uh, there's no one size fits all experience. What we do find is that people often say to us, "Wow, I had no idea that it worked like this. I've never understood why things have happened and now I do and no one's explained it like this before so we do aim to make it really accessible really Mm. easy to understand and really easy to apply so it's not you know big massive changes that require transforming everything it's like look let's just give you some awareness first and here's some ideas and here's an audio to listen to so that your unconscious mind is actually being reprogrammed and you don't even need to think about it and mm. then you could do some practical things here and you could do some some little bits of planning here so it really depends how people want to use it it sounds well rounded and wonderful as far as the access to creating change goes i feel like mm. signing up myself it sounds oh. great how well, would i how would i access this program i've listened to your amazing recount of how it all mm. works if i decide i'd like to jump on board mm. where would you start well to thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and have a chat to you today. We've got two two special kind of gifts, I guess, for your listeners. So first of all, 
we're making the get the full get back on track program available at a discounted rate so that's sort of $97 for the whole program, all the videos, all the audios, all the reflection activities. And then as well, we've also got our beating mindless eating program because mm. A, you know, I said earlier, that's the number one challenge that we've seen for people who've had weight loss surgery. And also with what's going on in the it's world. It's the 2020 challenge of the year. It is. <laughs> it is. So we've seen that, you know, a lot of people are using food as a coping strategy or finding mm. that that habit is creeping back or the unnecessary snacking and so on. So we would love to to make that a program that your listeners can access as well. And we've given that a, a discount as well. So it's usually $97 and for your listeners, they can access that program for $27. And again, that's oh, fantastic. videos and hypnosis audios mm. and, and visualizations and so on. And we get awesome feedback about that because we're not, it's not on the doing level. So a lot of, a lot of strategies will be, okay, what do you want to have? What are the results you want? <clears throat> Excuse me. And what actions should you take to get them? And where we focus is actually underneath that, the being, yeah. the mindset piece. So, you know, what's the mindset? What do, you, what do you need to make, what do you need to do on a mindset level in terms of your being or, and the way you're thinking in order to influence the actions you take, the doing, in order to actually get the results you want? So it's very much a different kind of program. Yeah. Both of them are in terms of what other people might have used before. And our aim is really to help people create permanent mindset change yeah i guess if you have these underlying Mm. you know unconscious goings on um no meal plan in the world is going to work is it no if you hold these beliefs you can plan the absolute bejesus out of your week and set it all up but it Mm -hmm. will not work if you've got these parts Mm -hmm. of yourself that are you know stronger than us we don't even know we're doing it half the time so it's shining a light on those areas and um, helping them to heal it sounds wonderful and i'm so grateful for your kind offer we will pop the links to the two programs in our show notes Mm -hmm. and also on the bnmulti.com website brilliant and okay thank you so much for your time today and for your yeah understand helping us to understand how strong our mindset can be and what a big part it plays in our success over the longer term my pleasure jackie thank you so much for the opportunity and yeah i really enjoyed having a chat yeah i'm glad thank you very much take care see you bye Thanks for listening. And just before you go, we would love to hear your feedback. So please give us a rating and review. For other interesting topics of conversation and inspiration, come and drop into our Facebook community at BN Bariatric. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we hope you will share on your Facebook or Instagram and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.